All right, what's going on, everybody? Uh, today we're going to be talking about are we all God's children? Is it biblical and is it true? Stick around. We're going to get into that next. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25. Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you with his neighbor, for we are members of one another for his name's sake. Prescribe truth with giving you what the doctor ordered jamal bandy apologist the lord servant we undeserving but christ changed our mind frame in a world full of errors the only thing the doctor prescribes is truth welcome back everybody to the prescribing truth podcast right here on youtube at prescribed truth i'm jb if you're new to the channel please consider hitting that subscribe button and hit the notification bell to the side so you can be notified when we have new and upcoming content. Um, you can also follow this on your favorite iOS and Android podcast apps, including um, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. And now, now, we're on iHeartRadio. Woo-woo. So, so listen to us on there. That's one of the places you like to listen to your, your stuff. Um, make sure you leave a rating and a review as this helps us out. It's a great non-financial way to really help the show. So I really appreciate that ahead of time. Um, you can connect with me uh, by leaving an email at prescribed.truth at gmail.com or you can drop a voicemail at 801-980-6333. Um, now, that's, if you have some questions, you got some contentions about the show, whatever it is, feel free to contact me. Um, so, it's the first of the month and it's time to shout out to patrons. It's, the, uh, it's been a while since I've been able to do this. So I'm I'm like really, really, really excited. So shout out to Julius Hurst coming in at a one dollar um patron pledge. Appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. And Xavier Webster for twenty dollars. Man, thank you so much. Uh it's always a blessing that somebody opens your wallet up to you because they don't have to. Thank you so much. So this is one of those perks. You get a shout out. Uh, for the dollar and up patrons, I mean, you get access to all our patron content. Uh, $3 patrons can suggest topics. Uh, $5 patrons uh, can join the live show with a Q&A after show. I mean, just different things just for uh, donating to the show, just to uh, be able to give back to you guys in that way. So you too can partner with us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash prescribe truth. Our $20 and up patrons receive a t-shirt. I got four different um, designs, as you can see to the side here, and you can pick whichever one you like. Just let me know your size, and we'll get that shipped out to you. And so thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much, Xavier Webster and Julius Hurst, for your donation and pledge. Um, yeah, so what we're going to be doing today is dealing with a Facebook comment. Um, not, well, it's a, that's a Facebook, YouTube. YouTube comment under the last video I did with Carlton Pearson. And uh, this this guy who commented uh, spent a lot of time going back and forth with me about how he's not a heretic and how I'm wrong and A, B, and C. And I got to be careful how I talk. I'm already stumbling over words because obviously um, that shows I'm not credible in what I'm saying because I talk too fast or and I stumble over words. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, anyway, so he left a comment and... I would not address this usually on the show because I feel like it's not um, one of the things that's really big 
But it was two people who commented on my page that was like that. And it was him and another lady. The lady, she deleted her comment after I uh, gave her scripture and refuted her about what we're talking about today. And that was it. And so when he said it, I was like, you know what? I'm going to address this. Because it's nine times out of ten, if it's two of those people that comment on my page saying the same thing, I'm pretty more I'm pretty more sure that there's a lot more people who believe the same thing. And so I want to address that. And it may be some of you, my audience, those who subscribe to my channel, who believe that we're all God's children. And I want to address that. So uh, I'm going to show you the comment, and we're going to diagnose the error, and then we're going to prescribe truth. Fair enough? Fair enough. All right, so here is this comment. This comes from Aces High Studios, and he says, no, he isn't. No, he isn't. Now, let's stop. The reason why he's saying this is because he responded to somebody else's comment who's basically saying, hey, Jamal is right at what he's saying, and Carlton Pearson is a heretic. So, Aces High Studios, he say, no, he isn't. Like, no, I'm not right. And no, he isn't. No, he's not a heretic. And so, that's what he's addressing. Now, Aces High Studios is somebody who basically supports Carlton Pearson, obviously. You look on this channel, he got a whole lot of stuff dealing with Carlton Pearson and other people. So, obviously, he's a supporter. But he says, believing a loving God sends his son to die on the cross to save all mankind. And then believing that most of his children still get tortured forever. That is heresy. All right. So, now, um, I could deal with the fact that he says that Jesus died on the cross for all mankind. That is not a position I hold to. Um, I don't think it's biblical. Now, there are people who disagree. And this alone is a secondary issue. But the logical implications of Jesus dying on the cross for everybody is what Aces High brings up. If Jesus died on the cross for everybody, if his blood was shed on the cross for every single person, then why do anybody go to hell? So that's why we have to um, look at theology. That's why theology is important and it matters. All right. So I, you can understand his conclusion from that perspective. He believes that everybody's God's child and he believes that Jesus died on the cross for everybody. So why, why would anybody go to hell? All right. I get you, man. So let's look at this. First, I'm going to throw out. Jesus did not. And I repeat, he did not die on the cross for every single human being that's on the earth. I'm sorry, y'all. Scripture does not say that. You'll find a hard time doing it. If you disagree, that's fine. Tranquilo. Tranquilo. Talk to me. Hit me up. Let's discuss it. But believing, believing the mo that most of his children still get tortured forever. And he says that is heresy. You know what? Ace is high. That would be heresy. If we were all God's children. I'm going to show you from scripture that we're not. So I want to uh, park in 1 John. And we're going to look at a scripture from Galatians, Ephesians, Romans, and the Gospel of John to finish off. So we diagnose the error. The error is believing that we're all God's children. 
and also the areas that we believe in that Jesus died on the cross for every human being. You know, but focus on today, are we all God's children? If I get enough comments, I may do one on Jesus died on the cross for everybody. Y'all let me know. So, um, let's go to the scriptures. All right, this right here is the eSword app. Um, you can download this on your desktop. There is a mobile version called MySword. It's very helpful. I recommend it to anybody who desires to go deeper and study in the Word of God. I really do. Um, it has different translations, including Greek and Hebrew translations. Um, you can get the Strong's Concordance along with it, uh, along with the Thayer Concordance. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, so, let's look, at, let's look at 1 John 3.8. That's where we're going to start at. See, I'm already parting the features real quick. So, 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. All right, now we're gonna read. Well, now we're gonna uh, we're gonna go ahead and read First John three eight through ten, because I do have First John, uh, John three ten on my list as well. So we're gonna keep it in this context and just read it all. So it says, "Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil." All right, so you see that whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. Remember that. Stick with that for a second. Verse 9, no one born of God, no one born of God, I'll highlight that, makes a practice of sinning, for God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. So now we got, see, we got one who makes a practice of sinning, that person is of the devil. But then, no one born of God makes a practice of sinning. Whoa! So the one who makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. He cannot be born of God. But the one who's born of God doesn't make a practice of sinning. That person is not of the devil. We see here clear distinctions that are made. Between those who are of God and of the devil. But John takes it a step further. He says, by this, it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. So, it is evident who are the children of God. Those who practice righteousness are of God, but those who do not are not of God. But look what he said at first. In, in 8, it was the one who makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. The one who does not make a practice of sinning is born of God. By this, it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Now, honestly, really, I could end the podcast right here. Call it a day. Stick a fork in it. Done. But I want to show more scripture. To show you that, hey, it's not just this one passage that we're taking and making our doctrine out of it. There are other scriptures that show this as well. 
And that's how you want to read scripture. Scripture is hermeneutic. We let scripture interpret scripture. And scripture does not contradict. Okay, so that's first John. Alright, so you either are a child of God or you're a child of the devil. And it's evident by how you live your life. Hmm. Let us think about that. Matter of fact, real quick, before we go. Look at verse 9 again in 1 John 3. It says, No one born of God makes a practice of sinning. For God see the bodies in him. And he cannot keep on sinning. Because he has been born of God. That word shows past tense. Because he has been born of God. That means this person has already been born of God. Therefore, they can't keep on sinning. They can't make a practice of sinning. This is actually showing some truth that's going to come in the Gospel of John we're going to read later. I ain't going to jump there now. But hold that. What does it mean to be born of God? Some of you already know the answer. But there are some over here who, who may not. So, think about that. What does it mean to be born of God? Alright, now we're going to jump to Galatians. Or Galatians. I like to say Galatians. Alright, so Galatians 4. And we're going to start at um, I started verse 4 and 5. That's just 4 and 5. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And verse 6 says, and because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Think about that now. Once again, we saw in 1 John, and we see, as you notice, we're kind of working our way backwards. We're going to kind of go back and forth a little bit, but kind of going backwards a little bit. But you see, here it says, he came to redeem those who were born in the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. So this indicates that we weren't always his children then. Now we're going to look at the scripture in Ephesians that's going to prove that. But we were not always his children. But we but we are adopted into him by the spirit. He says, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Think about 1 John 3, 9, that he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. God done these things in us so that we he brings us into an adoption that we cry out by Father. Praise God, man. We see salvation right here is a work of the Lord. Nothing nobody does, but this is a work of the Lord. All right, so that's Galatians there. Adoption as sons, and because you are sons, he has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts. So these things do not happen for everybody. Everybody out in the world do not have God's spirit in them where they cry out, Abba, Father. If this is true, I'm going to start, I'm going to pause right here for a second. If this is true, that means there will be no such thing as atheists. There will be no such thing as agnostics. No such thing as Jehovah Witnesses. Muslims, Mormons, any of those things. Because we will all have the same spirit crying, Abba, Father. The spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is called the spirit of truth. 
he comes to testify of the son. That's what scripture says. And so if that is true, if we're all God's children, according to scripture, there'll be nobody making a practice of sinning. Because remember first John 3 9 says, the one who's born of God does not make a practice of sinning. So there'll be no one practicing sin. And then everybody will have God's spirit. And oh yeah, and there'll be no atheists. So we, and just those are evidence of something. If that was true to, of that everybody's God's children, this would have how it should be. Um, but that's not the case. So um, let's Galatians. Let's look at Ephesians. Uh, chapter 1, verse 5. Now, this may make some people upset, um, but it's okay. We're going to get through this. I'm going to start at verse 3. The focus is verse 5. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. Ooh, I know it's just going to be telling me I don't like the doctrine of predestination and election. Tranquilo, <laughs> tranquilo. It's okay, we're, breathe, breathe, okay? Uh, we're just talking about God's children here. It says, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. So if everybody's God's children, like again, everybody would be a follower of Christ. But it's not the case. So we're not all God's children. It has to be that those who are saved, those who are in Christ, are the only ones who are God's children. Everybody's not God's child. All right, and, and see this. He said he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. These things happen according to his will for his own purpose. So it's nothing that we did. Nothing that was about me that, that made God say, I want Jamal to be my child. It was something that he purposed according to his own will. Praise God. Praise God for his sovereign, sovereign choice. Um, we're going to look at Ephesians 2. And Ephesians 2, um, let's start at verse 1. The focus is verse 3. It says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom... We all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature, by nature, children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. So prior to salvation, all of us, like whether we're in Christ or not, before we come to the knowledge of the Son, we are by nature children of God's wrath. Like everybody else in the world. So now, the only thing we all have in common in the world is that we are all by nature children of God's wrath. Not, yeah, children of wrath. 
And so by nature, we're all a child of the devil. That's why Jesus says something very important in John that we're going to get to. We got to go through Romans first, so you got to bear with me. But this is why it's important. We were born by nature children of God's wrath, like the rest of mankind. And verse 4 says, But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. I had to read the rest of that. It's just such good news. But look at that. So we're not all God's children. You know what I'm saying? But we all are sinners, breakers of God's law, and by nature, children of God's wrath. Uh, so let's look at this. Romans um, chapter 8. And we're going to look at verse 14 through 17. All right, so Romans 8, 14. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. We can pause right there for a second. So once again, if all people are God's children, then all people should be led by the Spirit of God, the same Spirit. And trust me, the Holy Spirit is not contradictory. He's not going to lead you into Christ over here and then lead somebody else over here into Buddhism. No, he's going to testify the truth. So for all who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God Who's our, who are children of God the ones who have the Holy Spirit the ones who are led by the Spirit and it says and if children then heirs heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ providing we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him so this is a promise for all of God's children we will be joint heirs with Christ we're fellow heirs with Christ Provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Everybody in the world, all of mankind will not experience that. Only those who are in Christ. That's important. Now we're going to look at um, Romans 9, 8. Now so y'all don't like Romans 9. That's okay. It's all right. Um, now you, we can look at the context of this real quick, but... I'm going to read verse 8 real quick, and hopefully this spells it out. So it says, this means that it is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as offspring. So once again, so even though this context is dealing with promises that was made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the context is saying that, hey, not everybody who was born of these people or a descendant of these people are children of God, according to the flesh. So that alone, even if they're talking about that particular family, shows that not everybody is God's child. Because those who are direct descendants of Abraham doesn't mean that they were actually children of the promise. They were not all children of God. But it's only the children of promise that are counted as offspring. Hmm. Now this promise is talking about a promise made between God and man. That promise you know, saying that it's through Abraham that nation will be blessed, that people from all tribes, tongues, and languages, nations will be blessed. 
through him. And that will come in fulfillment through Christ. So it's only those who believed in that promise, those who trusted God in that promise, are counted as offspring, children of the promise. But all because they're born into the family, don't make them children of God. So this shows that we're not all children of God. All right, so now remember back when we was looking at um, Ephesians, how we're all by nature children of wrath. And then how uh, 1 John 3, 9 talks about how uh, those who are born of God don't make a practice of sinning. What does it mean to be born of God? And in verse 8 of uh, 1 John 3, it says that one who makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. So now if we are born or if we're, if we're by nature children of God's wrath and of the devil because before salvation, we not only make a practice of sinning, we go for perfection. Yeah, we do. We need a heart change. We need to be born again. Ooh -wee. All right, so we're going to look at 1 John 3. This is going to be the last scripture I pull up. So now we got Nicodemus who comes to Jesus, and he says, um, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that uh, that you do unless God is with him. That's uh, first. I mean, that's John three two. But Jesus answered him in the verse in verse three. It says, "Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God." Now I'm not gonna go into the underlying Greek here, but you can look this up yourself. When it says being born again. The underlying Greek means to be born from above. So this will be born of God. So now we see what, what, what John would later repeat in his letter. In that third chapter, he says, those who are born of God don't make a practice of sinning. The person who's born again is changed. They can no longer live a life according to the devil. Mm, it's beautiful. Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Then Nicodemus said to him, verse 4, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Mm, so it's beautiful now. So, this goes to show, only those who are born again receive the spirit of adoption and are considered children of God. That's biblical. So now the, the understanding of the comment that Ace is high left is now debunked. God is not torturing his children in hell forever. Who, those who are being tortured received the just punishment of their sin and rejection of God. They rebelled against God. They hate God, just like we all do. We're children of disobedience. But those who are born again, those who repent and put their trust in Christ and Him alone for salvation, are saved. And they don't go to hell. They don't spend an eternity in hell. So that's, that's the case. God's children do not go to hell. So yes, Aces High, you would be right to believe that it's wrong to think that God's children would spend an eternity in hell. You would be right for that because that is not the case. But 
you can't assume that everybody's God's children. Not the case. But now, this now begs a question for anybody who's watching right now. We see God does not give us gray area. You're not in between. You're either a child of God or you're a child of the devil. Which one are you? Examine your life. Are you living your life in unrepentant sin? Or are you fighting against your sin actively? Not because you're trying to gain salvation or keep salvation, but that you're because you're fighting your sin, you're trusting in the one who's already done it on the cross. Because we can't be saved by works, only through the finished work of Jesus Christ. But those who are born of God, those who are born again, do not make a practice of sinning because God's seed abides in them. Praise God for the spirit of truth. Which one are you? Where do you stand before the Lord? Think about that. I pray that brings conviction. Aces high. This, I hope you listen to this. I hope this comment, uh, or I hope addressing this comment brings you some conviction and or brings you encouragement. There is truth. Every way that's out there is not the right way. That's just that's just true, man. So um, that's it. That, I mean, that's that's on the that's on the scripture end. All right. So uh, question of the day. Thank you for lasting to the end. So here we go. For for the first five people who get this answer right, receive a gift. Uh, you must be an active subscriber. So if you're not subscribed. Hit that subscribe button and you're eligible. Then, only thing you gotta do is answer correctly and be one of the first five. All right, so, oh, oh yeah, and what I mean by active subscriber is you leave comments or you share content. Just, just being active, engaging with the content. Really appreciate you. So, now I said question of the day, but it's still gonna be question of the day because even though it's gonna be like a fill in the blank. You're asking a question about what fills the blank. Fair enough. So finish the sentence and provide a scripture reference. That is the criteria. And here's the sentence. Listen carefully. If you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that blank. I'm going to repeat that. If you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that blank. All right, so drop your comments below. Leave those answers. First five people get a gift. Appreciate you. Thank you. Now make sure you have a working email because I'm reaching out to your Google Hangouts. I mean your Google email. All right, cool. Uh, let's see here. I really do appreciate y'all joining me. I hope this. I hope this stuff helped. I hope. I hope you got some encouragement from this. It sure encouraged me as I was preparing it. So. Cue the music. So let me know what you think. Drop your comments below. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Check out the video to the side for more prescribed truth content. And remember, in a world full of errors, the only thing the doctor prescribes is truth. Blessings.